Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Tea Talks with Kuru, where you get to listen to some pretty good book reviews while also learning more about one of the most famous beverages in the world, tea. I'm your host, Tex Kuru, and today we have an interesting series to break your hearts. So fear warning, this book falls under bully romance. And when I saw it, I was like, what kind of Stockholm Syndrome shit is this? But then I was like, the cover looks amazing, so let's give it a go. Now, for those of you who that actually don't judge a book by its cover, you're stronger people than me. I did. I'm not ashamed of it. Anywho, I opened it up, figured I could always stop if I didn't like it, and then proceeded to completely obliter- obliterate my sleeping schedule for the next couple of days. And further proceeded to lose my sanity when I found out the last book wasn't out yet. A real roller coaster, as you can imagine. Well, now I'm sure you're at the edge of your seats wondering what book it is. So this series is Zodiac Academy by Carolyn Peckham and Suzanne Valentini. Valenti. And I'll let you know more about it in a bit. But first, let's get our tea of the day. Today's tea is Nimbu Chai, uh, directly translated from Hindi to lemon tea. Now, lemon is a storehouse of vitamin C, vitamin B6, copper, potassium, magnesium, zinc, flavonoids, antioxidants, and much, much more. These nutrients help detox your body, they promote weight loss, they also reduce uh, things that are pain in the ass, like acidity, pain in general, and inflammation. And according to the consultant nutritionist Rupali Data, lemon is also one of the easiest ways to meet your daily um, recommended dose of vitamin C, which will help boost your immunity. And tea leaves are also a rich source of antioxidants and flavonoids generally, and they're generally deemed good for immunity as a result so a lovely uh, and very helpful um tea here today lemon tea i never had it i've had lime bud tea though and it's amazing it's kind of it's basically a milk tea um but yeah anywho now let's get on to this series so zodiac academy is one two three four five six seven right so it's actually eight books total seven of them are out i think book eight is coming out um this year so general synopsis i guess you can see um most of the book is set in solaria that's the world they're um primarily fae and it's really interesting because they as the names imply zodiac academy they integrated the zodiac signs into the um world of solaria so basically, your zodiac would denote what house you're in, um, fire, water, earth, air, just like it's usually, um, you know, separated in the zodiac. And the different heads to these houses in the school. And it was really, honest, it was honestly a unique take. It's the first book I read where, um, it's the first William Romance series I took up, actually. Well, outside of Wattpad, but we don't speak about Wattpad, right? Um... And I was honest, like, I am going to hate this shit. But when I just Google Zodiac Academy, the book covers are so pretty, very aesthetic. I was like, I want to see what this is about. So anyway, you have these twins, Darcy Vega, Tori Vega, both Gemini. <laughs> and Darcy is very book smart, whereas Tori is more headstrong. She's the more aggressive of the two, right? And basically, um, this dude, Professor, Professor Orion, finds the twins on their... 16th or 18th birthday, one out of the two. I think it was 16 though. And he basically reveals to them that, okay, you aren't human, you're fae, and surprise, surprise, your parents uh, were the last rulers of Solaria. Now, bit of a background then, 
Tori and Darcy's parents um, shipped them off to the human world to save them, I believe, uh, from any enemies they might have incurred. And when uh, their parents died, their vassals then, these four celestial families, took over Solaria. And basically, they've been rearing their heirs, the heirs of each of the celestial families, to take over when um, they come of age. So Darcy and Tori are then shipped and whisked away back to Solaria, back to the academy, so that they can come into their inheritance and their power. And four heirs are there, and obviously they're not pissed at what they've trained their whole lives for, just kind of went up in flames. So at the initial meeting, there's a lot of tension, a lot of hatred and anger just clashing there. Now you have the four heirs. You have Max Regal. He's a siren. Um, Darius Akru. Uh, he's a dragon, Seth Capella, he's a werewolf, and last but not least at all, Caleb Altair, a vampire. So those names pop up a lot, and ironically, they do start off at each other's trusted twins and the heirs, but they come to rely on each other heavily, like really heavily. So I'm not going to spoil much of it for you. I'm just going to let you know if you start this book after this podcast, it will break your heart. Put it back together. Break it again. Keep it broken. Fair warning. So the first book is The Awakening. Um, and generally it's where Darcy and Tori, they're plucked from the human world into the um world of Solaria. They're going to the academy. Uh, as soon as they reach, they end up in the ceremony to figure out which elements um, are strongest in them. Air, water, fire, or um, earth. And it turns out they can use all four of the elements, which hasn't happened in the history of the academy. So obviously the headmaster's a static or whatnot. She is... um. So they're, they're factions, basically, in Solaria. Some of the people think that the celestial families, having ruled since the death of their last rulers, should stay in power. And there's actually a bit of a backstory there that you'll get into in the um, other books. And then some people think that, you know, um, the throne is for the children of their um, previous rulers and that the kids should get it, that the celestial families are overstepping their boundaries or whatnot and that they're um, harmful to the balance. So that those factions even transcend into the academy. And honestly, it was quite comical at times. Uh, other times it was really, really... It, you just saw how it was breaking up any potential friendships between Tori and Darcy and the heirs. Um, but that's basically the awakening. Um, and then they get to learn more. Uh, there's a, There was a kind of hazing process. Um, Tori ended up walking naked through her... Um, dorm because of that and you really see how being separated from her twin because they ended up in different um houses uh you see how it took a toll on them because for so long in the human world they were orphans and they relied on each other heavily now you also get to see their interactions with the heirs i believe tori ends up with um caleb at some point as a fling nothing serious but caleb is serious a ruthless fear. You get to see more of how the heirs really, really push the boundary between, you know, that level of um 
antagonism between them and the heirs. Like, you really see them make Tori and Darcy's lives live in hell. They want them to... They don't just want them to renounce their claim to the thrones. They want them to leave completely because they see them as a threat to what they um stand to, you know, get. But you also see them slowly, unwillingly, but surely kind of sympathizing with the fact that, okay, these girls grew up f- for literally their whole lives thinking they were human. Then they're trusting to this completely strange world they're finding out they're not human they're finding out they have powers they have no way to control they're finding out um soon they'll realize if they can turn into other creatures because they're not human and then on top of it they have to deal with these four assholes good looking assholes but assholes just you know being utter utter um they're just being utterly horrible to them like everything you can think of they're doing and it was honestly at that point it's kind of hard for you not to want to hate them and then you get to hear their backstories and you realize everybody just had a tragic tragic backstory and it's it's horrible but then you hate other people uh the reckoning is this bit is that big whole um thing that happens at the end of the year where you figure out what creature i guess like a bit better words you are and the twins, um, I think around that time, they figure they find out that their mother was actually a harpy, and their brother, not their brother, sorry, their mother was a harpy. Um, she actually had a half brother, I think. And their father was a hydra, I believe. I think that's right. Um, and then the twins end up discovering that they're both phoenixes. Something that hasn't been seen again in a while. As with all books where, you know, the main characters just need to get all the special things. Um, after that, you, you also see that Professor Orion ends up, together with Darcy, um, they end up really hitting it off. They actually do end up being fated mates. And fated mates here, um, they're three different classes, but fated mates are where... Uh, you ca- you only get one chance. If you reject them, you end up with this black circle around your eye, I believe, and it shows everybody that you rejected, your fated mate, and that becomes really really important in the next book. So Shadow Princess, um, is the fourth book, and I believe that's where so Professor Orion had a sister, um, and she fell in love with Darius's father or something to that extent. She ended up dying. Because Darius, his father, um, is obsessed with the idea of ruling Solaria solely. And you actually see later on that he was part of the reason that um, Tori and Darcy's father actually became um, ruthless towards the end. Because I think Darius's father was using dark magic, for lack of better words. So Shadow Princess is where they... Um, do try to get Orion's sister back, and she does come back, but at a cost, a really steep cost, and I honestly think that was stupid of him to be so, but I can understand why. he Obviously, he'd want back his sister. Um, and fun fact, Orion is actually bloodbound to Darius as his bodyguard, in a sense, um, just to make things simple. Cursed Fates, I believe, is where you find out the ring around the eyes for when... Um, Fated meets reject each other, yeah. 
Tori finds out who her fated mate is. Tori's fated mate is Darius. The same Darius that helped make her life a living hell while she was there and struggling to cope. So she is in her right mind when she rejects him. And he is he, he is heartbroken. He he regrets everything. You see it you you see it when she says that she rejects him. Because he came, when they, um, usually it has this whole fancy, fancy thing where the moon, um, aligns, the zodiac aligns, and then for that brief period that, I think it's like an hour or something, you have to, you have to make that decision whether or not you're staying faith in mates or you reject. And usually people, obviously, they don't, whatever little petty issues they have, they work at all, because, I mean, it's a faith in mate, and it doesn't happen often at all, and Darius begs that is that's the best way to put it he begs he's like he's sorry for everything and he'll do his best to make sure she'll never want anything if she just gives him a chance and Tori listens you give her you gotta give her credit she listens to this boy who basically me who who was basically the bane of her existence for so long and at the end of it she she is she does want to um she does want to accept it but she can't it's not in her nature because if you remember the beginning Tori is very aggressive she's very stubborn very independent she out of the two I guess you could be like she was the one who made sure Darcy was safe for lack of better words they looked out for each other they were very fiercely protective of each other and Tori could not forgive him for everything that he did. So she rejected him. And yeah, you, you basically get a lot, a lot of heartache for the continuation of that book, Cursed Fates. Um, Fated Throne, you get to see, well, now basically a lot of things in the open. And Darcy and Tori are actively working towards taking back the throne. They have support now. Remember, the factions transcended into the academy. So... They um do have support a lot. I believe one of their friends is um what is she? Oh, she is um a breed of a two-headed dog, I think. Yeah. Um like like Cerberus, but yeah. I th- I don't I don't remember if she has two heads or three. But yeah, she's really cool and it's really a nice contrast because um in her human form, she really is she's very all sparkly rainbows and whatnot it's also really funny because um she ends up um catching the eye of max one of the years and he really really wants to like settle down with her and whatnot you know and she does not want labels at all it's hilarious it's really it's really some comedic relief to all that heartbreak heartless sky heartless sky just it takes all those those pieces of your heart puts it puts it in a um Mortar and pestle and grinds it to dust. I swear to God. Um, some main takeaways: Max dies. He dies, and crushes everyone. Um, well, I know for sure Max died. Um, Darius, Darius, he he definitely definitely learned his lesson at some point in within all seven books. You read uh. Tori, I believe, um, discovers that Darius's father was very abusive and whatnot, and very you know obsessive. Um, they also lose Tori for a bit, 
because he uses that um he makes the same oath that binds Orion to um Darius with Torian himself and it's only in Heartless Sky that it disappears. So Tori was basically unwittingly fighting within herself and then fighting to ensure that Darius's father did not succeed in like taking the throne and whatnot. And at some point Orion does go to jail as well because of his um relationship with Darcy because that's student teacher fraternization and it was um against the rules of rules of the school and basically for Heartless Sky Darius ends up um discovering what he needs to do to break that bond between his father and Tori because from since cursed fates he my boy has been trying to win her back despite the fact that they um uh I think it was Star Crossed I believe I think that's it too but yeah and basically he um I think this was towards the end of the book in return for the rest of his life, he has one year with which he could start over and make things right with Tori. So he does get rid of the um mark, well, the mark that binds Tori and his father together. And he does have a chance to, you know, actually figure out that relationship with himself and Tori. But he only has a year to do it. And then after he dies, and it then you you actually see Tori. Um, I think she has a dream where they she and Darius are actually on good terms, and then at the stroke of midnight on Christmas, he falls down and he dies. His heart isn't beating, and I wanted to cry so bad, so bad. The ending was very um, so it was kind of chaotic. There were a lot of things going on. A lot of emotions were high. Um. And it, well, in case you didn't follow along, because Tori and Darcy are phoenixes, they're very powerful innately. Um, you know, have a lot of healing abilities as phoenixes are known for strong fire attributes, and um, putting that brand on Tori basically halved because it's two of them have their chances of getting um Darius's father off the throne. Another thing to note is that um. So Oren's sister, they do get her back. Um, she's obviously kind of like a malevolent entity, and then this spirit from years ago came back. She's vengeful and whatnot, and she's with Darius's father. Um, and it's just a whole lot of it's just a mess, honestly. But the plot is really interesting. Um, I am happy that I picked it up, even though the last book is probably gonna kill me. But that's okay. You know, you'd think I'd be used to it by now with the amount of books I've read. But I am eagerly looking forward to that last book. When it when it comes out, I do plan to take like a weekend just to, you know, brace myself, you know, read it in like a night, then take a cup and take a day to just compartmentalize how broken is broken, which parts of my heart are broken. And then, you know, probably try and get over it in time for classes on Monday. <laughs> but yeah, definitely highly recommend Zodiac Academy. It was a roller coaster, and I'm happy that I took it up despite um, the bully romance uh, genre it was under. I'm happy that I put, um, picked it up, but my heart is in shambles, I swear to God. Um, but yeah definitely look out for a review of book eight when it does drop 
and let me know if you ended up reading it and how broken your heart is when you um based on what book you reach but that wraps up zodiac academy um for now if you like this episode and want to see more you can check out um a cast which distributes to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Samsung Podcasts. As always, if you like this episode, feel free to give me a follow at Talks with Kudo on Instagram. I'll see you next time, guys. Bye.